So it's a shield, and I'm tasting notes of, of like strong fruit. One might even say, Perry. Oh. Thank God we weren't running yet. I, I, I regret many of the decisions I have made that have led to this moment. Check the celery levels. Celery levels are good. Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Perrin. And I am embarrassed to be in the same room as some of these people. I'm Ryan. But not that one, because he's our invited guest. Surprise! That makes him awesome. Yay. So uh, we're, 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 we're here at OmegaCon. You're saying that we invited somebody and we didn't have to kidnap them? Well, we're at OmegaCon, so we're all, we're all conveniently in the same hostage. place at the yeah. same time. And kidnapping someone in the UK is outside my budget. It's true. And also many jurisdictions, so... Now, I'm British. Now, now, now keeping him, you, now that he's here, really? is yeah, another story. matter, but... We'll discuss that offline because I already. That's why we only get him for one show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So actually, you you are you are. Yeah. Citizenship change? Yeah. No, I, I still have U.S. citizenship. Oh, you do. I'm a dual citizenship. I'm like a crap Jason Bourne. I have two passports, but they're both actually in my real name, and I have like a, like thirty five cents in about four different foreign currencies in a box. And and what about killing people with your bare hands? Yeah, still working on that one. <laughs> Fair enough, but. Right now, it's just my bare charm. Well, the bare hands are going to make drinking the scotch difficult, but we should get on to that. What will we be pouring first, Dave? Uh, I think we're going to go with the Glen Scotia Victoriana. I feel oh, uh, no age statement. Well, it, 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 huh? Because I, she I swear for I, many years, so it's true. I apparently I grabbed the other bottle than the one I was going to grab. They're both Glen Scotia. So. Eighteen thirty-two. Well, that's some old scotch. I don't think it's from 1832. No. Shh. I thought that was the bottle making that sound for a second. I was like, wow, that is some old scotch. (laughs) They're now selling pressurized scotch bottles. Old scotch that's carbonated? That could be a problem. (laughs) I don't don't know what they uh, would have done to get carbonation back in in those times. Fart in a bottle. That's kind of what I'm afraid of, yeah. Hey, whatever works. It's it's old fart, so that makes it classy. Yes. Uh, you know, the great thing is, I'm not driving after this. Because usually after our podcast, I have to drive home, so I have to be very oh, careful yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm legal and safe. And we're doing afternoon drinking. This is what's responsible. This is the future. I mean, not just drinking. I'm, I'm saying all drug use. All drug use in the afternoon. So no matter what you're doing, by the time you're done doing it, it's nap time. It's actual bedtime. <laughs> We should we should own own our drug use responsible responsible drug use drug responsibly also sleep because I'm old and I love sleep sleep is good I, I'm I'm old I love sleep and I have a child so I don't get get it anymore that's true sleep is one of those things that at OmegaCon I have to try to remember is something I still need to do because I, well what I do is is I come Thursday and I front load my sleep and then <laughs> you know oh there's some nice. So the the light in the in the room is a little bit different from what we have at home, but I would say the color of this is a light on the amber side. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's a very nice nose. I like it. It's very fruity. Yeah, it's always some sweetness. Apricot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, these what? are adorable little sniffers too. Maybe a light, a light chocolate note. Yeah. Hmm. In the nose. I may be saying this just because I got a, a a good shot of the alcohol. Um, a hint of leather. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
I mean, it's it's not not overpowering, but and and since I like to qualify things, I'm going like new baseball glove leather versus like old shoe leather. Yeah, a little bit peppery. Probably yeah, I get the little bit of pepper. Yeah. yeah, I wish we had coffee for a nose resetting. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, grab the, go downstairs and just grab yeah, the beans but, out of the grinder. But that would involve movement yeah. and work. And we're only doing one show. And, so. while, and while we love you, dear listeners, we don't love you that much. <laughs> right. Well, it, 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 I should point out OmegaCon, for those of you who are not familiar, it is a Slack con. Yes. And we are embracing that Slack. Yes. We are embracing the Slack. Well, we're trying to embrace the Slack, but we're too Slack to yeah, really embrace it. The chocolate definitely... Um, when I was getting my nose a little farther away, the chocolate came through more strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I, I got more on the pull away than, than on the going in. I'm getting I'm getting kind of the the cacao side of the chocolate, less the kind of the spicy side of the chocolate, if that makes sense. Like the kind of the kind of the smooth esters, less mm. than the um, like think think almost white chocolate rather than like a mm. dark chocolate. Okay, because I'm trying to I'm trying not to confuse the. The spiciness that I'm getting, kind of the pepperiness off the the nose, from, with the sort of chili spiciness you get off of a really good dark chocolate. Mm. Getting cherries too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I get the cherries in the body. Yeah, that's for sure. And then that's mm. true. I, I I agreed on that after I'd had a sip, and so yeah. And the the finish is very peppery, but nice and smooth and warming. Mm-hmm. Oh, zippity doo da. That's some. That's some pepperiness. I would say on the on the palate and then in the in the front of the finish, I'm getting kind of a dark cocoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that I've tasted it, because I hadn't tasted it before, so I try, I try to be slightly more, you know, elaborate than that. Yeah. Yes. That's what, that's my contribution to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Scotch. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that works. Getting, Sometimes I'm, that's what I do. I'm, yeah. I'm getting more of the cocoa. I'm getting more of the, the spicy cocoa now that I've tasted it. Also letting my, my tongue adjust to booze. Happy tongue. Happy tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, but, you know, that's really pleasant. Yeah. Now, I, all, all analysis of, well, it's got a little chocolate and I'm getting a little pepper. I mean, it's really a pleasant... It's a drinking scotch. Mm-hmm. And I was about to say I could see I optimally this being a fall mm-hmm. scotch. Yeah. But I am happy drinking it in the spring. Yeah, I, I, I will say, and, and, and this is not to say that this is a bad it's a cold note. Spring. Yeah. Today. Yeah, I'm not I'm not calling it a bad note, but the another flavor I'm getting in the palate and in the front of the finish, even into the mid finish, is almost like it's banana. Old tire. Yeah. Hey, the, you're talking about spring. This feels like the kind. This feels like the last of the winter bottle of something that you are drinking right mm, the spring is coming. Yeah, on. but I would be happy drinking this. Yeah, you know the weird thing is I'm with this these glasses that I'm not used to. I'm trying to judge how much scotch I need to leave for the yeah, yeah. for the wet test. No, I'm, I'm having difficulty because I, I almost invariably prefer neat, mm. and so I'm like I don't want to waste this with water, <laughs> but but I can't tell how. How much to leave in the glass? Well, you, you might I'm just gonna, gonna, I'm just gonna dip my finger into yeah. it and then drop a drop in. That's what I'm gonna do. So I'm not worrying about it. I was so, just gonna dump it into my glass. Is that okay? Just yeah. just got douche. <laughs> so I, ha- I I was curious. Um, is scotch a lot more? Of, I mean, obviously it's a lot closer to the source in the UK. Mm-hmm. While in England, London, you live in London, right? Yeah. How 
Yeah, here, sadly, most bar, almost every bar has um, scotch, but they almost invariably are the 12-year Glenlivet and the Macallan. And shitty blends. Yeah, and shitty blends. What's it like in pubs? It really depends on the pubs. Um, it, part of the thing is that pubs are a weird atmosphere over there. You've got the, the traditional... Okay, so stay us back. First of all, London pubs are dying. Um, the, oh. the, the property management and, and the, the property speculation of, of the UK are killing traditional London pubs at a rate that you would not believe. And not only is it killing the traditional pubs, it also means that the pubs that are trying to survive are having to adapt and change. So in some ways, this is kind of cool because what you're getting is you're getting kind of your old sort of traditional pubs uh, that would be kind of, you know, almost the kind of something you expect to see on like old British TV shows are going to less. And you're getting things replaced with like gastropubs and basically higher quality pubs that can also afford to charge in premium spirits. When you go to those places, you will find some exceptionally nice scotches there. And not just scotches, um, bourbons and other, and other nice whiskeys are over there. I'm, I'm surprised at how much penetration I'm seeing a lot of these. Since I do cocktailing, I keep an eye on a number of different, and whenever I walk into a place, I'm always like kind of like eyeing their, their bottles behind the bar going, what's there, what's there, what's there. So it really depends on pub to pub, but for the most part, you've got kind of these standard ones that are always present. You're always going to see like a bottle of Legable, and you're going to see Lafore. I've never see seen an Akaman. No, you're never going to. I, I get seen Akaman, but there are some very there are some specifically whiskey bars where you're going to have selections like that, and there are places like that for almost every spirit in London. There's a couple of bars that are famous for their actually a lot of bars that are famous for their gin selection. Uh, a couple of rum places. I, I I adore rum. It's kind of my, one of my favorites. But in terms of what you'd get in London, it kind of depends on the pub. Uh, you could you could count on seeing like a couple of the traditional ones, but the, like like the larger selections, you need to go to like a schmancy pub to get. It's hmm. nice. That what I was enjoying is even when you were listing off the oh well, they'll all have a this that and the other. Yeah. The this that and the other that you list are ones that I would kill to have be the the, oh, the standards. standards because here I I, I mean not. Oh, I got a Glenfiddich 12. I, I got a Glenlivet 12. Yeah. I've got a... And those don't suck. Johnny Walker Red. I mean, Glenlivet 12 is not a horrible drink. Red is valid, but mm. it's, it's like drinking weak paste compared to having, yeah. you know, Langeville and Lefroig's. And I, th- those are the bottles that I keep on my... Um, and some of them I keep on my shelves, sometimes for having by themselves, but also, and I, I, I apologize for the last me, some of those are distinctive ones for cocktailing as well. Like some cocktails call for explicitly a Lagavulin float, which will make you feel better because they're not they're not trying to like take a shot of Lagavulin okay. instead. But it's like we they they specifically want put some Lagavulin, you get a little ice cream in there, you make a float. No, you just float a little bit of it on top because you want that really strong nose, and it's part of the quality of the cocktail. So it, hmm. you know, and so I have I have less of an issue with ruining a really nice scotch under those scenarios because they're really doing it in a way that's kind of like we really want that special quality. When, when you're doing cocktailing, cocktailing is a lot different than a mixed drink. Yeah. 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 It's and not like pork. Here, uh, have some color. So like, oh. is not what they're going to be pouring into like their, their whiskey cokes. That's going to be that's going to be like fucking rail. Well, yeah. The, 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 old the, the, their rail's going to be like probably Bell's. Yeah. Like Bell's whiskey, which... Oh, God, no. Bell's whiskey is like the... It's like the Gordon's of... <laughs> Whiskey. Friends do not let friends drink Gordon's gin. <laughs> green bottle. Well, drink. I hate to I hate to tell you, but in my book, friends don't let friends drink gin. Yeah, that's, but that's 
I recognize that there are some sick that, people out there who love gin. That, 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 is a challenge, that is a challenge for another time. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, I usually say that, and I've been introduced to a couple of gins that actually I, I don't mind so much. I picked but, up a, a really fancy uh, Austrian gin while I was in Europe. Yeah. And it was not a... It, it was likened to a sports car, but not quite a Porsche. Okay. Uh, well, I was I was on a cruise, and they made a gin drink. We were doing a a bartending mm. class, nice. and they made a gin drink that was actually quite tasty. But the thing was that they managed to make it so I didn't taste any of the gin. And and to me, when you completely hide the main alcohol, that means that it's not the alcohol that you're trying to drink. I mean, it's sort of like saying, "Well, here, have some scotch. I've added things so you can't taste it." Yeah. Well, then why am I drinking scotch? Here, have some scotch and some ginger ale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, interestingly, a lot of the scotch, a lot of the the um, the whiskey breweries turn to making gins, especially when they start up, because they have the grain neutral spirit, which they will eventually turn into an aged whiskey. But before they do that work with it, they can they they that has to sit around for a good. You know, twelve years at least before you're going right. to pop that out and get your money back on that. But you well, can, I don't know you, about that. I've got some stuff that's not aged very long. Yeah, and, and you can you can get that, but it, you know they're all trying to go for the prestige yeah. where you get the money. So they're still looking at years of waiting around for return. Mm-hmm. Whereas a gin, they can take a portion of their grain neutral yeah. spirit, infuse it with different um, you know botanicals and everything else, and pine trees, and yeah, put out it and put out a gin. Yeah, but there's some really nice ones. No, and and. and I, I I fully acknowledge that it's the equivalent to me of going to an art museum. Now, I happen to like going to art museums, but the difference between just wandering in and going, hmm, people have done some pictures and paintings and art, and that's interesting. And I went with a an art major who could give me the background and meaning yeah. of why why do we care about the blue period? And, and why is it important that they went from here to here? And it was so much more interesting and enjoyable than just me wandering in and going, well, yeah, I guess these guys are skillful, whatever. Well, I'm sure there's the same thing with, I mean, well, like single malts. The difference between I drank a single malt and, well, let me explain where the different regions are and why the matter, you know. There's there's an amazing breadth of flavors available in single malt whiskeys. And it's... It's one reason I love them. Yeah, it's one of the things I like about them, too. And and it's, it's... Almost like this weird shibboleth when you talk with people who they go, I like whiskey, and you kind of go, if you liked whiskey, you wouldn't say you like whiskey. You'd say something more specific. Yeah. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like well, whiskey. You're like, I like turtles. Stink guy. Yeah, well, I like turtles. <laughs> I like mud kips. Uh, <laughs> well, well played, sir. That was nice. But, uh, but before we, we get off the, the whole cocktailing thing that, uh, that Ryan brought up, uh, he introduced me to a fun little cocktail last Omega Spring. Um, and that was the uh, coffee and cigarettes. Oh yeah, that is a that's one that really leans a lot on a really strong whiskey. If if possible, before OmegaCon is over, if you ha- if you feel like it, I don't have the makings for it. Okay, I'd, I'd have to bring along. Well, I I wasn't going to say any particular thing, but if you can, if you can, if you, do you think there's any gin here that you could make a good possibly there's a prairie gin in the thing we have, we have, we have to look at what's on the bar right. and as far as that like I said uh, Dave's got a Lafroig so we might oh. still be able to pull it off but I've, I've got cool processed coffee which is nothing you need well, I, yeah. I was just if it works great if it doesn't for another another year but but I'm like I'm willing to take uh, to try 
I'm just saying that every gin I've tasted or, or experienced up till now has been like, if I wanted to suck on a pine tree, I'd simply yep. go outside. And, and what's on, what's likely on the Omega Bar, I mean, I saw New Amsterdam and I saw, I thought maybe there was a bottle of Hendrix. And so you're not necessarily going to get away from that here, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what's there. But we should probably segue yeah. back into uh, the fact that we've all we've all kissed this with a little bit of water. I like the nose. Yeah, I do too. It's getting more citrusy. I know there's it's sweeter. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, it's, it's, it's much sweeter. It's not a smoky, but that's what my first. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the same thing. Yeah, it, it, I, I want to. I felt like the chocolate came out a little bit more in the mm-hmm. nose for me. Yeah, there's definitely it, a good strong orange. It's like an orange chocolate almost. Yeah, chocolate mm-hmm. orange. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not. I, I I can tell that's what I'm reacting to, but I'm not sure why I'm thinking smoky when I'm smelling that. Actually, it reminds me of, and this is where I'm bringing both worlds together. So go me. It reminds me of a flame orange rind. Mmm. You know, like when you get those really schmancy cocktails and they they, yeah. they, they flame the orange oil over it. Yeah. That's that quality. So it's got the orange, but it's got that burning quality to it. It's really nice. Yeah. So 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 so, so Perrin made interesting nosing face. Yeah, I I have discovered. I, I'm getting the nose with a dis- from a distance, and it's awesome. And then he went in deep. And I went in deep. Don't and do my that. my eyes started to water. Because... You do get a little bit more of the alcohol <laughs> yeah, on it at do. this point in time. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get the range just right, and it is almost like a chocolate bar. Right. And mm-hmm. if you get the, get the range wrong... And, and, and a little bit closer, you get like one of those chocolate orange things yeah. that you get around Christmas time around here. And if you go too far, you're starting Ethel. Yeah. And Ethel does not appreciate this. <laughs> Especially since she's downstairs playing games right now. But no, wait. There is a bit of a smoky finish. Nobody tell her we said that. I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. Okay. Live, live to scotch another day. I'm just now picturing two years from now. Ding dong. What are you doing here? I heard listened you, to the show. <laughs> heard you were talking. Ah! Heard you were talking shit. <laughs> no! No, she laughed. No, no, she went. No, that's really nice. Yeah. Even what? I'm. I'm, I'm surprised. How I'm, I'm surprised at how much I like it with the with, with a couple of drops in it. Mm-hmm. I was I was, yeah. I was sharing I was sharing the the parents' reluctance to, uh, but this is the alcohol burn picked up a little bit on my tongue. But mm-hmm. I mean that's fairly normal for when we kiss something with water. And I've had I've had a lot of other single malts that have that much burn to start. Mm-hmm. Is there anything on the box about what kind of cast this was finished in? Wood. Well, we'll get we'll get into that at the end. Okay. We'll read the box in a minute. Okay. The you get you still get the chocolate. Mm-hmm. You still get the orange. Yeah. The pepper's dropped off. It's yeah. still there, but it's not the yeah. It's not pimp slap not, of pepper. Yeah. It's see, it's I pleasant. It's been it's been sitting in the stew as opposed to pressure ground on top. See, I have the opposite, and maybe I put a little bit more mm-hmm. water in than the rest of you because I think that's possible. Yeah. I, I poured you rather than do. fingered. Well, actually, mm-hmm. you guys in your capfuls usually is a little bit more than I do, but. Now that we've got the droppers, I think we've been closer to, to parity, but um, I'm still getting a, a, a fairly strong pepper uh, oh, along the it's things. It's there. I'm just oh, saying compared to the pre... It's not, it's not weak, but yeah. it didn't, I don't it didn't, feel didn't like punch me in the throat. The pepper didn't leap out, grab you by the... the, See, the I, 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 I thought it was more prominent up front. I just, I just tipped in a little bit more uh, to kind of see if I could get to your level of dilution on there. And the thing that I noticed when I put a little bit more is that it cuts down the sweetness significantly, but the pepperiness stays. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what's going on. That 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 is a good explanation of, of the experience I had. That was nice. And for the record, is a Campbellton. Ooh. Is it Campbellton? Yeah, Glen Scotia's Campbellton. That's 
Interesting. That's, I think, what, a, the first one? A first for you two? Uh, no. Uh, the other Glen Scotia we had also oh. was good. Uh, <laughs> okay, so apparently it's Glen Scotia or nothing for you. Well, the, the, the we had a couple of neutral spring banks. It's only the 15 that was really bad. Mm. Okay. The, the thing that, without spending a lot of time, my favorite scotch of all time is a spring bank 21 that I had <laughs> in the UK. We did not um, have the 21. We don't know. <laughs> and they've had uh, 15 and found it to be... Somewhere past vials. I think. Did you give me a sip of that last year? Uh, no, I did not have the fifteen on. There was a spring bank there. I remember. Nope. Yeah, about. I think it was the CV that I that I had last year. As I recall, that was an interesting experience. Actually, the spring bank. Ah, never mind. I was drunk. <laughs> so well, I, I did run you through about six or seven in the span of about an hour and a half. So the, the thing is that that they have not found any Campbelltons except. Glen Scotia. Well, actually, the Long Row wasn't bad either, and I think Long Row is also. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So it's really only the Spring Bank. I thought, I thought you had tried Long Row and didn't like it. Um, it was neutral. Um, the, the the Long Row Red, the the port finished one, uh, speaks to me. I like that one a lot, quite a bit. What's, what's, what's the peated was meh. What's I think the other one, um, Inch, Inch Marin, or no? Something? There's another one. Spring Bank has another. Another brand that comes out of this, either the same or sister distillery, I think. And I thought you guys had tried it and hated it, but maybe I'm hallucinating again. No, I I, I do know that they run another distillery in there. Um, and I I can't recall what it is either. I thought maybe it was Longrow was their other. That's that's what I thought. Line. But I but and and we seem to like the Longrow line and not the Springbank one oh. more. But yeah, I mean, it, Campbell's a small region, and so obviously we haven't had too many from there. Campbelltown is a small town on the Kintyre Peninsula of the west coast of Scotland, affectionately known as Wee Toon. Campbelltown whiskies are intriguing, appealing to those consumers looking for something a little off the beaten track. Our mass malt master, John Peterson, hand selects casks from our reserved cellar, each chosen for their rare characteristics and exceptional maturity. No babies allowed. Finished in the finest deep charred oak. The result Wait, is... Wait, can we go back to no babies allowed? Why did that get stuck in there? He ad-libs. Okay, sorry. All right, that's fine. Like, <laughs> this is why he changes the voice specifically. So that our listeners are used to him. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. okay. okay. Finished in the finest deep charred oak. The result is an exceptionally smooth single malt scotch whiskey. Where the aroma and flavor work in harmony. Bottled the traditional way. Is there a non-traditional? We you don't shoot, want to know. We shoot don't it through, ask. through puppies. Human centipede style. Straight from the cask without chill filtration. Its subtle wood and vanilla flavor is enhanced with a full-bodied fruity aroma and mildly smoky aftertaste. You can tell the percentage. I, I think that's what you're going to get. So uh, Where's the percent? 51.5. Nice. Which is surprising because usually Charlie. something that that high, and then that explains why the wet was so nice. Yeah, but I'm surprised 51.5 was as pleasant as it was mm-hmm. and as drinkable. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know people who love drinking cask strength, and I just don't enjoy it. I can do it, there, there, but I don't enjoy well, we, it. Well, we've had a couple that were that were all right without the water, but I, as a general rule, the cask strengths nicely wet have been mm-hmm. pretty good. Says finest 
deep charred oak. It doesn't say if it's. Does that mean it's, it's like expert? Yeah, yeah. Everything is expert. <clears throat> They didn't, they didn't use yeah. the crappy charred oak. Yeah. yeah. Well, or the, you know, second or third fill. Finest is a nice ambiguous term for that. Mm-hmm. Scotch manufacturers have become experts in using ambiguity, which is too bad. Particularly if they're space side, but, you know, this is not that, so. It's fruity and flowery. I, I get that I'm probably not going to be get popular by saying this, but I really like some of the space sides. I'm, I'm, a, oh, some of them. No, no. Oh, there, there's been a few but you enjoy. Because, it's just, because they're 46 percent of the market. There's a ridiculous number of really shitty ones. Yeah, I got a. I was, I was on a. Um, I was on basically kind of this weird tech retreat holiday called DevFort, and one of the and we usually go off and find somewhere that's a little bit more remote and sometimes can't have internet, and we all go off and make something in a week. And this one time we were up kind of in the lowlands of Scotland and we went to the Erdredor um, mm, store uh, there. I love Erdredor. Erdredor. And I got a, I, and the thing about Erdredor is that they don't just do their own stuff. Like a lot of the stories, they do, um, they do um, cast banking. So they, they hold on to whiskeys from other places as well. Um, and they ha- I got a, this Glen Elgin 13-year-old spay side that was just like, it was like, Moan grass and honey. It was freaking gorgeous. I think we've done maybe one Glenelgan. It's not yeah, one that we see we frequently. No, that's the that's the and, thing. And it would have been an independent bottle, I think, too. It wasn't even a, yeah, a straight. That rings a bell. Yeah. The the that's the one. Well, there are many reasons I would love to be in Scotland, but one of them is there are so many things that you can get easily yeah. there. That you can, if you're lucky, maybe possibly find one of. Yeah. And I mean, I just the the, the place that I got the single the Springbank Twenty One, they just had a a page of scotches that they had, and it was single spaced, top to bottom, of an eight and a half by eleven, and it was just here. The, we we've got these forty two bottles or whatever it was. Nice. What do you want? And you know that. That's just something you don't. Well, and it was affordable. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. something you just don't get here. Yeah, um, but you do have to fly to Scotland, so there's a little bit of a overhead on that Scotch tasting trip. When I was in Montreal, the liquor stores are government run, so everything is Canadian Booze Authority. Mm-hmm. SAQ. <laughs> it was everything was really reasonable. Well, I was a duty free, so nothing was reasonable there. But when did duty free? Like, wasn't duty free supposed to be a bargain at one point? Yeah, in time? it's such a scam now. They it can be. There's there are things. Uh, I was talking with a gentleman in a wheelchair who was an older, old guy, and he was like, "Yeah, so you gotta do this, and you gotta look for this." And I'm like, "Preach, brother." Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I like about duty free, and it's not like I get to see them that often, but is the Things that are only duty free. Yeah, that you I'm, can. I'm really hoping I'm going to be able to find. Although it's the Minnesota airport, so I doubt because their duty free shop is. Horrible. Oh, they got a new one. Oh, they got a new one. Is it better? Because I would. So this is. I, I'm, I'm an oak fan, and I would love to see if I can get a bottle of the double oaked um, Zacapa. Uh, uh, sorry, that's a, that's a rum. It's not a, not a whiskey. Right. I'm still thinking. Well, I was um, I was in there just a couple of weeks. Ago. Later later this evening, if you're interested, I brought. I have the two. Um, that we we had on last month, I think. Okay. Um, oh, cool. That are duty free. That I brought back from a cruise, 
Uh, one's a one's the PX, the Freud PX, and then Glenn Vinny or something like that. Yeah, they do a lot of they, they do a lot of experimenting of smaller, newer flavors in that. I mean, this, they the um, the oak aged speaking of crossover, the, the oak aged gin that um, hmm. was uh, Bombay Sapphire's oak aged gin was a was a duty free only was an airport only release. Does anyone use um, Scotch casks? I mean, everybody. Scotch uses everybody else's casks, aged for blah 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 in bourbon slash rum slash what? Does anyone go? We've aged this for a year in a in a I'm, in I'm, Lafroy. I've not I've not seen it for Scotch, but I did see that Guinness did an experiment where they aged some of their Guinness in a like I think it was a Jameson barrel, and then Jameson aged some yeah, of its whiskey in a in the Guinness barrel after that mm-hmm. and I want to try some of that shit because that yeah. sounds awesome I just I never thought about it it's like everybody uses if Scott uses everybody else's does anybody go is it almost you know, pre-mixed Irish karma <laughs> yeah. yeah they got they've got a um, well I think part of the problem is that you know like you said everything comes from bourbon yeah and so you, you did, that stuff wears out and so once you and especially when you're looking at the long it, it is when you're looking at a long maturation, if you try to do that length of maturation in a virgin barrel, the flavors would be overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so they, they, there's... Oh, if I've got some virgin oaks. Yeah, we've done that. If you want to try them. Uh, okay. Not here, but... One of the things I did really like that I got to try a while back was a, was a virgin oak aged vodka. Hmm. And that was very cool. That's um, the Adnams Brewery for your listeners at home. I think they still make it. And the thing that's really neat about it is it's like hearing the oboe part of a symphony that you're used to hearing. <laughs> no, that's... I love, I love the, the analogy. Yeah, because this, this flavor of oak is something that you're going to get in pretty much freaking any kind of aged spirit, but ta- you never get to taste it on its own. And so it was really helpful for me to have that chance to taste it and go, oh, this is going to make it a lot easier for me to pick out. It's like, that's what oak tastes like. I get it now. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to get Dave getting the uh, the pour going while we while we run the scores for uh, for this. So um, for those listening at home, if you happen to be catching this for the first time, we run a five point scale. Uh, well, one to five scale. Uh, one is a war crime. Five is the best thing you've had in your mouth. Uh, three is absolutely neutral. And then decimals. Well, when did you become so PC about saying shit? I thought I switched it up a little bit today. <laughs> Fine, best shit you've had in your mouth. Children, children. The thing is, is some people have taken the opportunity to go, ha none of the shit I've had in my mouth is very good. It was shit. So, well, that's exactly... Well. Right, and so I'm spoiling your fun. Fuck you. So I, I, I thought this was pretty this good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's quite a four level, but it was, it was very pleasant. Um, I think we've talked about it enough, and I, I kind of move on to this next one, so I think I'm just going to straight up give it a three eight and, and no more commentary. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm going up to four. To me, that's the... If you're four or above... That's something I really am going to have to look for, and I'm going to try and pick this up next time I see it. I had it about a, I had it at below a four until I put the water in, and then that boosted it. I was actually really pleased with that, so that's set a four for me. I really liked it as well. I don't know if I put it on my shelf, but my shelf's getting pretty full at this point, so I, I think I'm just going to give it a, a three seven five. I didn't, I don't think I liked it less than anybody else. I just think that I, I have a different scale. Yeah. And that is fair. So, so uh, what, what's really special about the one we're about to drink is Dave brought it. 
Because <laughs> that happens less often than Perrin bringing one. So I got to well, call it I, out. I brought one not too long ago. You the did. Japanese one that's still yes, sitting you, at your you, house. You did bring a Japanese one. And, 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 and those, that was and, the first one in over a year. Right. And, and then when we do our American single malt, I'm bringing five. So fuck you. I, yes, we have to wait for the theme show for Dave to, to, to shine because he's the the world traveler. Well, so what? So four of them are from California, which I... I can contribute. I've got an Iowan, so there. Yeah. I've got one from North Carolina, so fuck you. Yeah. I, 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 I like how he keeps staring at me as the guy who lives in England like, what are you trying to prove, buddy? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? You know so, what? You're, ta- you're, you're, getting in, you're getting into red sports car territory now, dude. It's like you're starting to brag like it's compensating. What's going on? <laughs> I just I just live next to all the good scotch. You go work for it. I think there's I, I think there's virtue in that. I unfortunately did not get the Montana single malt. Well, you're a loser now. Well, I drove to the distillery. So, do we talk about which one we're drinking? Oh, we haven't spoken about the one we're drinking. We are drinking the Highland Park Sigurd single malt scotch whiskey, Com- complete with sword. Yes. Sword. Uh, I, I was kind of pleased to see the Highland Park because in to bring up to cocktailing, one of my kind of my go-to whiskey for cocktailing is the Highland Park Twelve, mm. which is really a, what, yeah. what makes it the go-to. Um, it has it, it. It's one. It's got a good availability. I can get it from just about anywhere. It's at a good price point. It has a sweetness and a smokiness that I look for in a Scotch uh, because it's a blend. It's nice and consistent. It's not a blend. It's not a blend. No. Okay. Well, it's nice and consistent. So good to yes. get on them. But that, that's when I go. That's the one I go to for a blending for a blending scotch because it's it's a nice reasonable one. It's not so over the top that I'm that people will give me like you know stink eye for putting it into a cocktail. But it has the right kind of oomph. And this is also a duty free exclusive. Cool. So, so getting a hazelnut. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I was I'm gonna say I'm a still, nut of some kind. I'm still getting a light chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. That's not super light for me. I. I, it's not buttery enough for hazelnut for me. It's um, closer to an almond. Almond? Yeah, I, I was I was torn between the two. Torn between two. Vanilla. Feeling like a fool. It's it's not a bad nose, but it's not outstanding. No. It's not like I'm I'm digging the nose. Yeah, well, I like it. It's a fuzzy nose. It's <laughs> fuzzy nose. <laughs> um, it's 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 it, it's uh, um. Words. Let's use words. Yeah, words are great. It smells a bit more like white noise, and it has less distinct notes than I think the previous one did. I'm still getting that kind of uh, the nuttiness, a little bit of the sweet. It's not nearly as sweet. I'm not getting nearly the citrus that I had on the previous one. But um, no, yeah, I could just stick my nose the, in this the, 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 the more snorted I, I, I keep going back in with the nose, and since we don't have the coffee to do the reset, the more yeah. I, it, it's definitely almond, and it's and it's moving into like. Almost my vanilla almond milk. It's smoke. Mm. It's smoky. It's less. It's more smoky, less peaty. Yeah, yeah that, nice smoke. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's generally true of Highland Park. Is yeah. they, they don't do a lot of much on the peat, but they, they do have a smokiness they to it. So, oh, that's pretty smooth. A little bitter. A little bit, but that goes with the almond. So peppery on the finish. Well, that and the arsenic that I put in. Um, Yay! Oh, that is nice and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like they put points into smooth and not put it into notes, you know. <laughs> and yeah, not much into palate. I wasn't really getting clean, a lot of flavor. It clears out really fast. It does. 
it, 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 kind of, it, kind of, it kind of comes in. There's a little bit of a song and dance and exit stage left pretty quick. But while it's there, it's competent. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, and I'd actually give the, the palette maybe a little butteriness that wasn't yeah, there in the yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, oh, I felt like there was a little butteriness in the nose. Well, you know, the human taste system and what it connects to in your mind is, more, is, more a, butter. is a bizarre more thing. Butter. Because when I had it in my mouth, all I could think of was dried beans. Not because it tasted like dry beans. I'm not entirely sure why I went to dried beans. But you know, like the little little hard pinto beans that although it's smooth, it's drying on the front of the palate. Yeah. Like like after I get done with it, my tongue feels dry. That's a good more, observation. More so than the last one. Which means now is a good time to take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. No, I I like it. The, I'm the flavor is a little muddled though. It's really hard to pick out yeah. the individual yeah. flavors. Like, there's a lot going on, but I can't... It's mixed together so well, it just feels like a nice, smooth... The, the, and the, it's almost kind of... It's almost what I would expect from a blend, in that you just like, you can't pick out the individual flavors. But it's it's overall very, very satisfying. As the the, the mid-to-late finish is exactly like the flavor I get from my almond milk, only with that underlying alcohol. So, it's like I threw vodka in my, in my almond milk and then had a sip. I'm getting a hint of lemon, and it's... I, I refreshed with water. It made me think a little bit of like a uh, a pledge. Yeah. yeah, there's a touch of that. I think that's that's some of the dryness and the astringency is is yeah. has a citrusy has a citrusy quality to it. But it's not nearly as bad as what we had with the 15 oh. year spring bay. Because you know I still want to drink this as opposed to you know that where I did not. Oh. Yeah, and the 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 reason that uh, he called out the. Well, this whiskey goes good in ginger ale thing is that, that that's been our that's how we insult anything we have on the show is like I, w- I would put this in my ginger ale yeah and it, and it had sprung from that because that's what I ended up doing with that I, I, I took it to Convergence with me I did a four to one with ginger ale and it went nicely in you could, you could barely taste the scotch but you could tell that it was alcoholic and people were enjoying it and it this is 43% messed you up pretty good yeah. so so that worked out the quicker fucker ever Mm-hmm. The um, have you had any uh, Welsh? Mm-hmm. Yes, I had the Pendrin when it first came out. Very, yeah, very, we didn't care for it. Well, no, because there's not a lot going on there. I, I I had it and I was like, "Hey, Welsh whiskey, let's give this a shot." All right, that was Welsh whiskey. Moving on. I mean, I was just kind of Muppet walked off the stage after I tasted. It. I just I was like, right now, it, now there's more stuff coming out of them now, and I hope that they're doing better. But at the same time, it's like anybody's first attempt. You kind of want to be like. Oh, that's that's a good try. I'm gonna put this whiskey right up on my fridge. Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> why is it on the back of the fridge? That's so that it gets preserved, son. <laughs> but hey, nobody can see. Hey, it. look, your cartoons are on. <laughs> I oh, the nose, it. the nose uh, really opens up for me with water. Did yep. you do a very little or a lot? Uh, like four or five drops, maybe. I did a fair amount. I did a fair amount, and. Uh, it's still nutty, but now the alcohol is coming through real strong. Yeah, there, I'm having a hard time picking out. I'm getting a bit more of the sweetness. The kind of the, the, the white noise fog is lifted a bit with the, the water put into it. Right. So it's the, I think that's clearing up a bit, which is nice. It's almost like at concentration, at normal concentration, there's a couple of flavors or scents that are so close to each other that they're kind of messing each other up. And when you put in some water, it spreads them out a bit and lets them play individually. Like dancers on the stage bumping into each other. Getting lemon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The lemon comes out more. 
so does the pledge. But, you know, I think that's only because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to look for it. It's just a stringent a little bit more stringent than it was. Yeah, I think I think my nose is, has maxed. Yeah. I, 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 it, it, we I'm could, not getting anything new, but that's because my nose is like, all right, we I'm done. Getting some kind of tropical fruit, too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just enjoying the mental image of uh, malt master. No, I'm just looking at the wall because it's you know about the same. Your beard and that look the same. Um, no, the uh, <laughs> I'm picturing the the malt master going. We need mango in this. And that's it. Yeah, it I, I I know, yeah. but I just like, and I'm picturing everybody going. Mango? Are you Angus? Angus mango? Are you daft man? Angus. Mango! <laughs> Angus has been sipping again. I don't know, I really like that uh, the French one where we got cantaloupe as the, as the primary note. Yeah, so. that, was, that was wild. The Breen, or Brenna, B-R-E-N-N-E. It's a French single malt that, um, we, we, we have a more aged one now, so, so I'm guessing that one was probably an eight years. I don't trust the French. Yeah. I know what was, they do to rum. I, if, uh, it was, if it was the Breen... <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was thinking that. What? It's 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 a scotch that we just made up and we'll reference for the next couple years, and no one will ever drink the Breen. So, do you know what rum agricole is? Uh-oh. Okay, so it's it's a, it's this is why I say I don't trust. I wouldn't trust the French with whiskey. I'm a horrible person. So, the short version of this because this is about whiskey. The French came late to the sugars. To, to the sugarcane islands. They didn't get a lot of them. They couldn't compete in manufacturing sugar to send back. Rum was a side product of sugar. It was made from molasses that came from processing sugar. Mm-hmm. So the French decided to not try to... This, this came from an industry rep, so it may be slightly bullshit. Um, but basically, they didn't try to compete on sugar. They just took all of the sugarcane and made it directly into rum. And because they were trying to make as much rum as they could... They, they intentionally decided to, as part of their distilling process, to leave the heads and tails in. Oh. This is what gives rum agricole its distinctive flavor. It's also what makes rum agricole. And this was like the Trois Rivieres, the Trois Rivieres, which is a rum agricole brand. Their, their industry rep said this. It's a rum that's guaranteed to give you a hangover. Because all of that negative, nasty esters that you take off when you put out the heads and the tails... They left it in so they could have more rum to sell. So that's why it's like you say a French whiskey, and I'm like, oh god, what are they doing? But if it's nice, then yay. Yeah, I I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, yeah, it was cool. it was all right. But I remember not being mostly it was great. the the novelty of cantaloupe and a whiskey. Yeah, yeah it was, it was some interesting flavors. I mean, that's that's to me what I enjoy more than anything about the whiskeys around single malts around the world. If I know they're yeah. not technically, but you know what I mean. Um, is you know how does how does it being an emerald and coming out of yeah. the mountains change the the flavor? How does the J- Japan, which in some ways is the most true to the Scottish Highlands approach, but it's not. So how does that change it? How does it Montana? What's Montana going to be doing? What I'm curious about, which I haven't seen yet, I'm, and this was from a the Johnny Walker rep in the UK. So I, I go to some I go to some industry events because I got kind of involved in the liquor industry through uh, the London Cocktail Society. So I have kind of I got on mailing list. So I kind of invent these things. So I, I go to these events because I find them really fascinating, even though I'm not industry. And they they put up with me because you know 
Um, but the the Johnny Walker rep talked about they had this they had had this entire discussion of um, terroir. It was this London Astronomy Society session on terroir in whiskey, and it's it's fascinating to watch. They had one of the um, uh, anyway. One of the big distilleries versus one of the kind of the boutique distilleries talking about the importance of terroir, but in that discussion came up the fact that the largest whiskey distiller, the country that produces the most whiskey in the world right now, is India. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like 15 years ago, if you'd said Japanese whiskey, you'd have laughed your ass off. But now in 2013, the, like, was it 2013, 2014, the best world whiskey was the Yamazaki 13 cherry cast finish. And so I'm like going, okay. So this is something you do, and then you get better at. And, well, and then, and then Taiwan, yeah, uh, the Cavalon, the Cavalon, yeah, soloist uh, gets named the best, the, gets gets a perfect score. Yeah, the and, first perfect score. Yeah, and so and like I'm now because I remember when I used to really get a bottle of Yamazaki Twelve, and I really liked it, and it made me happy. And now I'm like, I can't afford a second mortgage. Buy Japanese whiskeys. <laughs> um, it's like I, I still have a bottle of the eighteen. <sighs> So nice, and yeah. So now I'm like, and I'm like trying to keep an eye on like, all right, let's see what India is doing. If I can Fun. find that sweet spot before in that sweet spot when they're making really awesome shit, but the world hasn't discovered mm-hmm. it yet. I found a Yamazaki thirty in San Francisco. Do I know how much it was? Maybe it was a twenty-five. It was three grand. <sighs> right? I wanted it. <sighs> that that is one of the things that I told my wife if we ever won the lottery. Oh yeah, I'm going to have a Scotch cellar. Wine yeah. cellar. There may be some wine. Yeah, it may. It she, may... She, she she can have some some of her dosties, but yeah, I'm 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 going to be having a cellar of really and it, you know I, it's not that I want oh I'm going to get everything that's over forty years old because you know that makes mm-hmm. me classier. No, no, I just want to be able. Honestly, I, I I'm curious what does the thirty or forty year old take? Can you can you really with my palate which is not, I mean, you read the, the tasting notes from some of the, the industry leader people. I'm like, you guys are high. Yeah. You, you, I, I mean, really, you and detected 23 different flavors from the scotch. I wish, to, I wish to, to debate you from an informed perspective, but I do not have the wherewithal to do so. Right. Had I the wherewithal, I would like to buy your whiskey and call it shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have 3,000 pounds worth it, you pretentious asshole. Yeah. This is crap. Or, or it's good, but, you know, it's just about as good as the, the 17. Yeah, and then, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Like this is yeah, this is a, a goalpost that's moving by inches. Yeah, I, I do. I do this a bit with rum because that's kind of my, my favorite one. And, and aged rums are like you can the classic example I get is the Eldorado twelve versus the Eldorado fifteen, which is it's not worth twenty pounds more a bottle. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nice, and it gets a little bit nicer. But and then you get like the twenty one, and I'm like, is this bottle really four times better than this bottle? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what because I could get because this bottle and it's 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 not like curse the angels share is really what it boils down yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. But but before we move on to the pretentious reading, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I want to say this kind of went bananas with the water. Oh my god! Okay, I was I was yeah. going to say yeah, when I was drinking my last bit, I was thinking banana bread. Yeah, the mangoes turned to bananas, and and I was I went. I'm not going to say anything because I'm obviously hot. <laughs> no, no, you're not. So yeah, banana bread is the the. So banana is not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, listeners to the show know this. This still doesn't offend me. No, I like it. Wow. 
that's yeah. Holy shit! That that faint, that faint that's praise, but impressive. Faint, 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 and yet high praise yeah, at the yeah. same time. Um, I mean, I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to add water to it because obviously the banana didn't come out until the water was there. So this one I would do need simply to avoid that because I really don't like banana. But if I were to forget and add water to this, I'd be like, well, I can still drink this. I'm not just going to throw it away now. Yeah. Decorate so, the wall with it. Highland Park Sigurd, one of the most feared Viking earls from the Orkneyinga saga. The strong and courageous Sigurd possessed a warrior's instinct as razor sharp as the sword he always carried by his side. Sigurd dominated the large areas of Scotland, sweeping past all that crossed him. Like many of the weapons carried by wealthy and successful Viking leaders, his sword was intricately engraved, showing the finest levels of craftsmanship. Sigurd's courage was never forgotten. Wait, are we going to talk about a fucking whiskey somewhere in here? And his name lives on across nope. the many nope. lands that he successfully ruled. For death or for glory. The Warrior Series. This exclusive global travel retail range is a journey of flavors navigating from classic citrus, vanilla of American oak sherry casks. I'd like to, to point out that they're not actually necessarily talking about this whiskey. They're just talking about all whiskeys right now. So like, spicy European oak sherry cask flavors. But this whiskey's got a great personality. <laughs> Well, they are talking about specifically the line that he just bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but still, it'd be nice tasting to... notes. There we go! Appearance autumnal gold, clear and bright. I will give them that. Yeah, yes. fair enough. Nose, fresh hay bales, mango, <laughs> golden syrup sponge, caramelized pineapple, and a fragrant smokiness. Palette, sweet lemon peel, spicy cinnamon bark, oaky woodiness, and a hint of lavender. Finish, spicy smokiness with a lingering dusty wood note. You know, I'm not going to call Court Darkery on that. I'm going to call mild Court Darkery on that. I disagree with some of them. I think they went a little overboard, but... There were enough I mean, things that we actually that identified. Half the notes were there. I, I mean, like, to be fair, those were actual real tasting notes. Yes. Those weren't yeah. just, like, bullshit tasting notes that we get most of the time. Yeah, once, once we got to the preamble, it was not bad. We, yeah, to, to be fair, they did get into real notes. No. You know, so even with the story notes, they weren't that bad. No. no. Like, it was not six paragraphs about the warrior king of something or other yeah. who uh, I've read. I've read like three quarters of a box where it's talking about the king and his goddamn horse and the hill that he went to. And you're like, and the peasant that saved him. Oh yeah, and, and by so, the, so we so, named the Scotch uh, after this guy. And, and 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 because killing King Alexander was so grateful, Dalmore can put the the stag on the oh, bottles. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, my Alberfeldi Jenny gave me Alberfeldi Twenty One, which I got to say, one of my all time favorites. Fabulous. And it came with a novel. It, it came with a goddamn book. I mean, what the hell? That was pretty funny. Yeah. So yes, they they we are convinced that they're they put the the drunks at the at the uh, distilleries they put the drunks in charge of writing the copy. 
No, it's just marketing. This is what marketing does. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes we're <laughs> you read it, and you're like, they didn't actually proofread this or figure out if it made any sense or so. Um, I that game. We didn't play test this at all. Yeah, uh, you know, I enjoyed this. I suspect I'm going to end up being the Russian judge on this one. Um, I enjoyed it. I happily drink it again, but it didn't blow me away. No. Um, I'm going to go with a three six five. Pleasant, but not overwhelmingly so. You think that is Russian judge score? Yeah, well, that's not a Russian judge score. That is not no, a Russian no, judge score. A Russian judge for this one, compared to the way you guys were talking about it. It sounded like you guys were all going to be all, this is the best thing I've ever had. Mm. Anyway. No, yes. I, I actually have about, I'd say about 3.5. I think it's okay, but I'd actually rather have a high level I thought this was really tasty. It's... It's not super fantastic. It is definitely better wet. It gets a lot less muddled then, but it was it was pretty tasty. I agree. It's about a three five. Yeah, I like the nuttiness of it of it neat. Um, like I said, the the banana comes out in the wet, and we know that's not my thing. Um, but it was still pleasant enough. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that phrase too. Yeah, go tweet that. Tweet that shit. Hashtag it. For for, for a Highland Park, the banana comes out in the wet. Um, <laughs> Phrasing, I'm good at that. Yes, I, I, I liked it more than I, I maybe otherwise would have, considering there's still a banana note in it, but I still don't think it was all that stellar. Um, I like the 18 more than this. Um, the 12, I still probably like this a little more than the 12. Um, the 15 was not our thing. I unfortunately know the price point of this, and so I'm trying really hard not to factor that in, but I, I think 3.5 is a little high. I'm going to give it a 3.4. Right. Uh, and now, Dave, please reveal the price point. Yeah, so it was $200. Fuck off. Canadian. So it's still about My original comment. Honestly, the, the conversion's not too different right now. It's like <laughs> fucking a quarter, isn't it? I mean, it's not. Trump, oh. is, Trump has tanked the dollar like Rex is. What? No, oh. no, 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 no. The Canadian dollar is so weak right now. It, it, yeah, oh, okay. no, no, so, so like, these, these three that I bought were. Four hundred and some, okay, altogether Canadian. Okay, then, but wow. it, it cost me three hundred. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So so so, so they're about they're about they're about seventy three cents. Okay, call it one sixty. Yeah, still yeah. thereabouts. Oh, so well, mm, yeah, yes, there. I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to really. I one seventy five. Well, so like okay. I don't want to two, and then each of these were right around a hundred. I don't want to be counting so. the spirit of exploration, but there's a part of me that's like when you're starting to that range, I'm like. For 160, I can get two bottles of really good whiskey. Right. And 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 well, for for the record, we're yeah. all about for the record, it does make that still cheaper than any of the Valhalla line. Right. Of which only one of them rated a four, and that one was kind of almost on pity. Um, the Odin. I mean, we we liked the Odin. I love the Odin. It's in my top five. Right, but it's a 300 dollar bottle, and yeah, so and I, I, I've, I, I've got a lead on one. It's still not. I don't think it's worth 300, but. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Freya and the Loki were certainly not worth the two seventy five I paid for them. The packaging is pretty. I, I would have paid seventy five for the packaging. Um, but that being said, this this packaging is not as pretty. Dragon but box it's with um, magnetic closers. Nice. Yeah, it, it's it's not all that exciting. Um, like I said, three four. But yeah. yeah, that 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 price is for for that price. I would not buy it. But if someone were to pour me some, I would happily drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Now all I've got is the is the immigrant song from the Thor Ragnarok trailer going through my head. Yes, by the way, I'm totally excited for. It. Yeah, 
So we should uh, close this puppy out. Yeah. Yeah. And we typically do that with a toast. Toast. And we usually ask the guest to pull one out of his ass without warning him at first. Okay. So tradition. Yes. Tell me tradition because see, this is a forgetful person. No, I did not forget. I expressly didn't tell him. No, I know. I just it became a tradition because CDS <laughs> is a forgetful <laughs> fucker. No, it became a tradition because the Tim Malloy's closed out episode four with one and we liked it, so we decided to keep it. And I thought it was funny to not warn people in advance. Well, I've got a good one, despite all that. All right. My go-to toast is the last two lines. But you should put some water in your glass. Oh, so no, he's, oh he's are we some... not going to, like... Clink? Oh, oh, come on. Oh, no, good point. Good all right, point. all right. God, what are we going to do? Clink with okay. plastic cups? This will be like, be like our, uh, no, like our toasting with the, with, like, the plastic. So you like, go, and then like crush it. <laughs> Slatcon. It's okay. But anyway, fine. We're all in our glasses now. We're good now. Okay. So the last two lines of Against Entropy by John M. Ford, highly appropriate for a show that reviews scotch. Regret, by definition, comes too late. Say what you mean. Bear witness. Iterate. Here, here. Roger. Hey, folks. Cedius here. We forgot to do the pimping portion of the show, and so I would like to remind everyone that Fearless Comedy Productions' new stage show, Anxiety the Musical, will be opening on May 12th at 7.30 at the Mounds Theater. There will be additional showtimes on May 18th, 19th, and 20th. Then we'll take a break for Memorial Day weekend and come back on June 2nd and 3rd. See you there.